0: Hallelujah. Amen. Daniel didn't tell me how long, so I'm okay. I will try to get to the point here. It's amazing what has gone on in the songs we sang and the testimony of Sheila in relationship to what God asked me to share today. I'm amazed how the Holy Spirit puts the service together without us conferring with one another. I really like that. I I like that. I don't like organizing everything. We've been on the series of the Kingdom of God. I'd like to talk about the Kingdom Keys this morning. Uh, He says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And uh, there are Kingdom Keys that unlock things for us. And I'd like to share a little bit on Kingdom Keys. And I'd like to put it into perspective of the context in which it is found. Jesus said this. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell would not prevail. Amen. That's his declaration and his vision. That's his vision statement. He didn't just come to save the lost. He came to build a house. And the very next verse, he says to Peter, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Why would he have to give him the keys of the kingdom? What are the keys of the kingdom? It's not one key. It's a plural. It's keys to the kingdom. So let's put it in context. In context, you're the house. In context, he's building your life. And in context, you have the keys. The keys belong to the king. And the keys have the power and authority of the kingdom. And he says, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth. In, In a simple term, he says, whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. Whatever you allow in heaven will be allowed on earth. It's allow and disallow deal. So the key has something to do with allowing and not allowing the keys are authority of the kingdom. When somebody gives you a set of keys to something, they have given you authority to go in and out of whatever the keys go to. So the keys of the kingdom function within the realm of the kingdom. Meaning the rule and reign of God. So the keys of the kingdom represent what you can lock and unlock, allow and disallow, in the power of the king. And the kingdom, the kingdom in heaven is the entire, you've got to grasp this. The kingdom in heaven is the entire domain in which Christ exercises the power of his grace from his throne for his house. It's the complete domain out of which Christ exercises. In heaven... He exercises the authority of His office where His glorious kingdom is in full power. So let's put that in context of the house. The kingdom of God is within you. So the full domain and power in which Christ functions is in your life. The Bible says Christ in you so if the king is in you, so is the kingdom. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God is in you. What does that mean? It means the, it means the, all, the, the place where Christ exercises all of his powers and authority. Yeah. Just try and grasp that in your own life for a moment. I know it's a vast statement, and I know it kind of blows us away, but it is the spiritual reality. Right. Amen. And He gives you the choice to allow or disallow. If we allow unforgiveness, He does nothing about it. Then it's in heaven, it's allowed. But if you don't allow unforgiveness, then it's not allowed in heaven either. And what we allow and disallow connects us to what is actually happening in heaven. To try and grasp the idea that the kingdom is the domain in which Christ exercises all of his powers and authority and the Bible says that that is in you and that's the authority that the keys that's the authority that stands behind the keys that you have been given His kingdom is not designed according to earthly. It is superior. And the earthly is inferior. So that what we have in us is superior to the inferior. So the inferior part of you has a superior over it. I want to share a little bit about my personal testimony, how actually I found some of the keys and how they worked. I'll try and do it very briefly. Therefore, the key unlocks the superior and infiltrates the inferior. Right? The key is the superior. The kingdom of God, the keys of the kingdom are superior to everything that's inferior in humanity. We prayed that the weather would not rain, and it didn't. Because we prayed. We believed God. I remember being in Peru, and we were on the, on the edge of the Amazon a forest, and it started to rain, and we needed a meeting at 7 o'clock that night. We all gathered together, and we stopped the rain. And Pastor Jim Drown says, well, they need rain here, so at 12 o'clock tonight, we're going to allow it to rain. And guess what? It stopped. 12 o'clock, it just poured. You see, the keys of the superior... Are greater than the inferior. In other words, the keys of the kingdom are greater even than the weather. Jesus exercised authority over the ocean, over the sea. He said, Be still. The superior took authority over the inferior. Now, how does that apply to my life? How do I how do I use the keys? Well, you have to, first of all, recognize the keys. You know the key to getting more favor from God? What do you think the key is? Somebody tell me? What's the key? Humility. God gives grace to them. Humility is a key that unlocks the favor of God. He resists the proud. But when you apply the superior. Of humility over the inferior of pride. Guess what works. You see you unlock. Favor. Through the key of humility. Some people call it the law of humility. Some people call it the principle. I want to call it the key. Because. Because. It is superior. It's a key that opens up what is superior to the inferior. When you connect your life with the kingdom, I think there's one thing that we need to understand. That we're always coming from the point of the inferior. We're inferior in knowledge. We're inferior in understanding. Some things we can't figure out. But God has a superior that rules over the inferior. And I got all excited when we got sent out of Portland to plant this church. And all the prophecies that came to us were all negative. Winds of adversity, fire flying everywhere. It's like, God, haven't you got anything good to say? But his prophetic word was inferior. No, it was superior. And what I had in my mind was inferior. And it took the adversity to do away with the inferior in order so the superior could rule. Joshua had to know defeat to understand victory. You, you'll never know what it means to overcome if you don't have something to overcome. So Joshua's there fighting the war. Moses said, just go out and fight those Amalekites and destroy them. And I'll hold my hands up. I didn't think that was a very good decision. Because the Bible says his hands got heavy. And when they went down, Joshua was losing. And I'm sure he's thinking, Moses, get those hands up now. So meanwhile, they got a rock. They took Moses over. I'm not sure that he had his hands up. I'm thinking, well, between the time that his hands got tired and between the time that they cut the rock and got the two guys to hold his hands up, Joshua was losing. But the key of faithfulness and obedience... Destroyed the inferior. Let me say this God's purpose for your life is always superior, and you are inferior. Desperation has a way that motivates our heart. That nothing else can. Desperation has a way of positioning us for change. That nothing else can. Believe me. We see all this. And I don't take any credit for this. But I have a testimony behind it. Some of you will not believe what I'm going to say. I had my vision and for three years nothing worked. Nothing. And I got almost burnt out. I was in the hospital twice in one year intensive care all wired up. And I know some of you have heard this before. But before I got there I went to see the doctor, and the doctor figured I was depressed. He says, you should go for counseling. And I thought, I'm not going for any counseling at all. Like, I was ornery. I didn't say that to him, but I thought, you're nuts. I'm not depressed. <laughs> Things are just not happening the way I think they should. So they put me on medication called Prozac. And my wife said to the doctor, That stuff's not so good for you. Do you think I'd give your husband something that wasn't good for him? Well, he did. And I was on Prozac (laughs) Prozac for a while, and I didn't like it, so I was going to come off Prozac. It, It makes you suicidal. I'm laying on my bed with a knife. I was going to kill myself. I was desperate. I had nobody replace me on Sunday two services I had nobody replace me for a Wednesday night meeting I had to be there I had to study I had to preach we never missed one Sunday the wimp in you soon comes to an end if you're serious. And I was determined I was going to be a man of integrity and a faithful man. Come hell or high water, God put me here to do something. And I was not going to let go. Three times I attempted suicide. My family doesn't know about any of this. But I'm telling you today because I think God's saying something today. Don't give up. It may look like nothing's working for you, it may look like your prayers are just falling to the ground. But the superior is in control of the inferior and the superior always wins. Not only that was going on, but my adopted daughter was in trouble. I was criticized for allowing her to live with us. There's a key that I used. It was the key of commitment. It was the key of faithfulness. And it was the key of endurance. And when I used that key, even though I didn't feel it or know it, the superior was working in spite of the inferior. You cannot stop the full domain of Almighty God in your life. Working if you use the keys, right. you got to use the keys. I mean, do you want increase? Yeah. Faithfulness is the key to increase and in success. If you're faithful, you've been faithful a little, I'm gonna rule you, I'm gonna give you rule over much. In our society, we don't know what it means to endure. Oh, I'm, just a, I'm just a microwave Christian. Put me in a microwave 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Well, God doesn't have a microwave. He has a lifelong time with you. There might be microwave moments. But usually, it's a slow bake oven. That's going to make your clay have some backbone. God has a way of getting our attention and Changing us how we think through sometimes difficult times and to change from our concepts to his. That's not an easy task for humans to do. You ever try to let go of your concepts? Well, what am I going to believe? I don't know. But you see, a lot of what I believed and what I wanted to achieve was it was inferior to what he wanted. And he wasn't going to allow my inferiority to supersede his superiority in what he wanted in the house. The direction he wanted. What did he want Solid Rock to look like? What does he want to do? What does the Holy Spirit have to do with us? What about his time? Now we just got 20 minutes for a sermon. Too bad. I'll tell you what, we've built churches with the inferior supply of information from man's wants, man's time limits, and everything is all man, 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 man. Well, what about God? They met every day. I don't know, it must have been tiring. I don't know, I wasn't there. And I'm not saying we should meet every day. But somehow I feel one hour Sunday morning is a little inferior. It's just a program. It's just a form that we go through. I just did my... Did, I just, like Dr. Brown said, I punched my card this Sunday. I put in my hour. Well, I, I have to be willing to say, God, whatever you want. And the pressure... From people, to have them stay is to conform to their way. Hmm. Interesting. As a husband, I had to learn what was superior to my inferiority. As a father, I had to learn the superior influence in my family. If we're going to submit to the kingdom and live in the kingdom, we must understand that the, the superior wants to rule. Amen? He wants us to use the keys of the kingdom. If you're going to use the keys of the kingdom, you can't unlock anything unless you agree with the key. Some of you are called to ministry, but you won't even discipline yourself to learn. Well, you know what? You're not going to fulfill your call. It's called the key of study. God's not playing a game. He's dead serious. I mean, He's alive serious. And, and, you know, sometimes when desperation sits in, you I didn't understand why I had to go through what I went through until after God began to reveal some of the stuff that he actually wanted me to learn a little bit at a time. We're, we're inferior. We don't understand everything. We can't figure some things out. But if you use the keys, you use the keys of the kingdom. Here's a required key. This is a required key in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit said through Paul it is required of a servant to be faithful, it's a requirement. On the superior side. It's an if or a maybe. In the inferior side. I had to learn. To be faithful. In another man's. I had to be faithful. With the little God gave me. Whether it's people. Or understanding. Or revelation. I had to be faithful. Whether it's anointing. I had to be faithful. 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 It's a requirement. And if, you're, if you use the key of faithfulness, God will unlock more for you. Honor and faithfulness are the two keys to success and respect. Oh... Now you're quiet. So let's just let's just think about this for a moment. I had to use the key of faithfulness when I didn't understand what was going on, and I'm laying in my bed trying to commit suicide. Meaning you either kill yourself or what other choice do you have? Eventually, I just raised my hands and said, Father, I just, I just submit to you every time. I, I stuck that key back in again. I'll be faithful. I don't understand. I can't figure it out. But I'm committed to what you want. You see, you have to understand defeat in order to move into victory. And when you're being defeated, it's not good to be offensive. It's better to step back. And if you don't step back, God will put you back. He'll allow you to be flat on your back so he can talk to you. So I'm laying in the hospital, all these wires came out, and I remember Brenda coming, she says, oh, God, she says, she looked at me with a surprised look on her face. And that's where God talked to me about one thing that he wanted me to hear that moved me out of my vision to his, and that was this. He said, Nelson, if you want to put your vision forward and you want people to follow you, then you take care of them. Well by then I was burnt out. Why didn't he tell me that before? I probably wouldn't have listened. I was gonna build a Bible temple church. It's a good church. I had all the principles, I had the programs, everything. God didn't want that. None of it worked. None. Couldn't get any preachers to come preach. Couldn't get anybody to relieve me. Nothing. That was a test of faithfulness. So I was a faithful in another man's. And God gave me my own. And when he gave me my own, he says, now, son, this is actually mine. And I had my ideas. So I want to encourage you. It's not the end of your life. It's the beginning of change. and adjustment. For instance, let's apply this key. The key let's apply the key of healing for a moment. By the way, if you're not getting anywhere, look at your faithfulness. Faithful with little, faithful in another man's, and faithful with money. He said to his disciples, you know, if you're not faithful with money, who will give you anything spiritual? Wow. Those are three tests. They're keys. But let's apply the key of healing for a moment this morning. What we allow here is allowed there. What we disallow here is disallowed there. What we do here is in direct correlation with what happens up there. So, the key of healing, what's the key of healing? The key of healing. Is what the Bible says. And Isaiah said, You are healed. In Peter, it says, You were healed. The difference is, Isaiah was before the cross, Peter was after the cross. So, as far as God is concerned, your healing is done. It's done. It's complete. It's finished. He took all those stripes. He was beat so you could just stay sick. We try to be healed when we already are. You have to stop trying to be healed and cooperate in agreement with what the scripture says. I am already healed. One is the potential of what could happen. The other one is the potential of what already happened. It's our way of thinking. We think we have to achieve healing. You don't achieve healing. You receive your healing. And if, if you think God's not serious about your healing, then you really don't understand The heart that he had when he gave his son to be beat for your sickness. You see what I'm saying? Like sometimes I think we just take this. all just so lightly. So, you know, know, for him, he is absolutely, absolutely for your healing and my healing. I I had a, uh, you know, we have physical problems sometimes. And when I was young, we were carrying these 20 foot schedule 40 pipes on my shoulder. So I went to the doctor, and oh, yeah, he says it's war. with Some ver- birds here and some vertebrae there. You know what? And I, I, I took a trip to Costa Rica, and my back was so sore, riding in that stupid van, bouncing like this all day. It's like, oh, I came home, and I was in pain. And I said, you know what? I'm healed. I'm healed. I didn't say, Lord, God, heal me. I said, I'm healed. It's gone. It's gone. I don't try to be. I am. You see, you either believe what Scripture says or you got another key. And that key doesn't unlock nothing. It's written in the past tense for a reason because it's already done. Amen? I give you the keys of the kingdom. The keys belong to the king, but he has given them to you. You want more grace, more favor? Humble yourself. Humble yourself before God, and he will exalt you in due time. That scripture verse over 32 years has gone through my mind many times. Humble yourself, Nelson. He will Exalt you. Humble yourself. I'm thinking, God, how long? You know what? He ignored me. He ignored what I said. I It's 15 years and we still don't have our own facility, Lord. It's like, how long am I supposed to humble myself? Somehow it really didn't affect him very much. You know Why? because his superior thoughts had a plan that my inferior thought never had. His superior thought knows what he wants, not what I want. I'm amazed, uh, I was talking to Ariana after she led worship this morning. i was going to get her to share for a few minutes. but um, She is a very timid young lady. Go get her. Do you guys have time? Good, thank you. No, this is, God is saying something to us today. He's trying to make a point to us today. The worship started it. Sheila injected the fire into it. And, and God wants to say something. You know, he's going to move you out of the dimensions that you are. He wants to increase you. He wants to move you forward and upward. And he wants you to use the keys of the kingdom. I wish I had time to share all the keys with you, but I don't. But there, there, there's, there's three that I think are just superior. One, the key of obedience. Very important. Whether you know what's going on or whether you can figure out or not, you stay committed to the plow. Well, I don't feel like it. It Has nothing to do with what you feel like. God will ignore your feelings because He is superior. Just come right up here, Aaron. He is superior. And God wants to take you higher. He wants to increase your anointing. He wants to increase you in many different ways. Just come right up here. and Grab a mic. It's, it's a minute mic, but that's okay. And, and, but obedience is, is really important. Number two is honor. Honor God. Well, I'm going through hell right now. Honor God. Honor Him. Respect Him. The flesh doesn't like that. And and the third one is faithful. If you're faithful in little, you're going to get more. If you're faithful in another man, you will get your own. And you're faithful with money God will release spiritual things out of your life. That's what His Word says. You can spit on it, step on it, throw it out if you like, and live the way you are. Or, you can say what? I'm going to use the key of obedience. I'm going to use the key of honor. And I'm going to use the key of faithfulness. And then I'm going to inject another key. I'm going to inject the key of humility. And just open myself up to favor. The keys move you from the inferior to the superior. It allows the superior... To descend on your inferior. And change the way you think. What you believe. Your actions. And your personality. I remember when Ariana first started coming to our church. Her and Sean were dating. And I. I was sitting behind her and she was singing. She was the next, and I thought, I said, Louise, man, this lady's got a voice. She'd probably make a worship leader. You didn't hear me, or did you? I don't know whether you did or not, but, but God put something in her that we recognized. And she's very, she was very timid. This young, Dutch, <laughs> single, beautiful lady. With timidity, when you said it to her, she's like, oh. I remember when I said that to you, it's like she, she blushed and, and turned red. And Anyway, just share a little bit about your progress of obedience, submission in another, and your mentoring. Just share it briefly on 10 things. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. I'd like you to hear this because she is a testimony in this church about someone who came from a church that's so different, and just flowed right in?
1: Wow. Um, yeah, it was quite a stretch for me to start worship leading. I've always loved singing, and I, I was actually just reading in some old journals. I was trying to remember stuff about my brother for his wedding, and it said in there, you know, oh, I just love music, and you know, when you're a teenager, you want to be a rock star, the next rock star, and yeah I've always loved singing um and now you are a rock star <laughs> I guess the star of a rock. Um, yeah never never really had a vision for worship leading um the church I came from um you know, it was more of a song service, so we well back then we would use a hymnal and and um yeah, uh, when I started coming to Sean's church, it was quite a difference, different style. And um, I actually don't. I, yeah, I think I think they asked me, and it probably took a while before I.
0: Well, you became agreed. Assistant for a while.
1: Okay. Yeah. See, I can remember all the way back then. to the public then. and
0: being in front. And...
1: Yeah, I do remember leading for the first time. It was very scary, and they would talk about doing the worship in between, and I didn't do that at first. Right. Um. But yeah, just watching the other leaders, of course they set the example for me, um, and kind of how to how to transition from song to song. And um,
0: so, what key do you feel you used?
1: What key do I think I used? Well, um, I don't know. I I probably wouldn't have done it if. Um, people hadn't been pushing me to do it, which I didn't appreciate all the time. Um, but I definitely wouldn't have just my the type so the, of person I am. So I,
0: the key of obedience.
1: Yeah, I guess obedience. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, and that's not something that comes cool. easy to me, really. Don't Ash on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like to make the decisions. But
0: <laughs> and so, and so you grew in some of the flow of the holy spirit and sensitive to the holy spirit and
1: yeah um yeah like even today you know it's actually yeah i hadn't worship led since juliet was due and i don't know part of it was so that's like a year and a half almost and part of it, I think, was just feeling overwhelmed with family life because it's a responsibility in the morning, right? And you have to get your kids ready, and then you're supposed to be happy and worsh- lead worship after you've been yelling at them to get out the door. And it's, I think it was a fear thing to get back into it. But I, I felt, God, that it was time to get back into it. And like even just picking the songs today, I had that song, um, God, I Look To You Since We Learned It. I really wanted to do that one. And I had it up here, but then Olivia had mentioned, "Oh, maybe we should have an extra one just in case." And she mentioned, "I breathe you in," and so it kind of flowed into that one instead of "God, I look to you." But then, when we're praying for Sheila, the thing she said, it was like I pointed it to David. I'm like, "We gotta sing this one." See,
0: she's such a testimony of the inferior superseding the inf- the, fer- the superior superseding the inferior. I mean, all her inferiorities, all of her weaknesses, all of her lack of knowledge or experience, yet just the willingness to step in to what the gift that God has given to her and begin to function in it, the superior just took over. The superior takes over, and all of a sudden you find yourself in this realm of function that you weren't in before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that's not just for worship leaders. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's not just for worship leaders. It's for everybody. Amen? God wants to increase you. He's a father up there with treasures that he is waiting to give you. And he's looking for you to use these keys. Because if, (laughs) if you will allow increase to come into your life, what you do when you say, Lord, I want your increase, you have stuck the key in and you've turned it. No, what did you just do? You said, I'm going to be faithful. Whatever little bit I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be faithful in it. Uh, Whoever I'm serving, I'm going to be faithful to them. With my money, I'm going to. That's what you've done. You just opened up the superior into your life of your finances, of your knowledge of your anointing and increase, rulership. I know some of you are thinking right now. I can point you out. Well, I can't do this, and I don't have that. You know what you're doing? You're using the key of inferior. And you're keeping yourself locked up in the evaluation of your own mind. When I went to Bible school, I had no money. When I decided to do something, I had no money. By the time I come home from Bible school, I had ten thousand dollars in the bank, and I hadn't worked for three, four years. Superior took over. I didn't have any education. I couldn't write a paper. I couldn't read. I couldn't think in thoughts. Superior to have to really take over. (laughs) I had to apply myself. But when you use the key of faithfulness to what God wants you to do and you, you unlock it. So here's what you're doing. You're allowing on earth that it's going to be allowed in heaven. In other words... What I'm allowing right now for my increase has been released in heaven. What I've unlocked here, I've unlocked there. What I don't allow here is not allowed there. If I don't allow my inferiority to rule me, it will not rule me because it's not there. See, We have to put that in the place of he's building his house. He is building your life. You're the house. He's giving you keys. Hallelujah. I like the word key. I don't like the word law because it seems like it's just a duty. But there are laws of the kingdom and I believe in them. But keys are practical. So this week, figure out what key you're going to put in this week. I like those keys they had at the wedding yesterday. You know, they opened the bottles. Nice big keys. I know, I'd like to have one of those hanging here, you know. <laughs> key of faith. The key of obedience. The key of faithfulness. The key of endurance. The key of not giving up. The key of understanding. The Bible calls it the key of knowledge. That's my Twitter, the key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. Click. What what key you put in here, if you remember anything, remember this this morning. Whatever key you put in down here unlocks the resources up there. What you're going to allow in your life right here God is saying, you know what? That's allowed here. And boom. Well, out of 11 pages, I'm done. One of the subjects that I had my Bible college students study is the word faithful. If there's anything I wanted them to get out of their ability to study the Bible was one principle. If you're faithful... The Bible says faithful men are hard to find. So why did Jesus give the disciples those three keys of faithfulness? Because he gave them the keys of the kingdom. And the resources of the kingdom... Where Almighty God, with all this power, rules from. Just think of this for a moment while you're sitting here. Where He rules from. When you unlock, when you put the key of faithfulness in and you turn it, all the powers of the kingdom of God are going to work for you. He will infiltrate your thinking. He'll infiltrate your attitude. He'll infiltrate all kinds of Even if it's through whatever problem you're going through, God is trying to say something to you. When I think of that, I see this. All the resources of heaven made this possible. Because a prophet spoke and we stuck the key to be faithful to his word. Boom. Just like that. all these keys open up different locks oh my father sometimes we can't grasp what your word says in our own mind but, Father, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd make this word clear to our heart, that this week I will use the keys of the kingdom, and I will begin to allow the keys to work for me in my life here on earth. And Lord, your word says that if I, if I use the key and unlock it, it's unlocked in heaven. And Father, I just pray that you'd just be with each one this week. I pray that the understanding of the principle of the key would just infiltrate their heart and their mind. And unlock the future, unlock success, unlock increase, like you did for Sheila. Bless in Jesus'
1: name. Amen.